Hello everyone, this is episode number 124 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is March 19th, 2019. I'm Robert Ring, and with me is Mr. Jerry Totoro. Hello sir, how are you? That's a, that's a solid name, I'll take that. I'll take Jerry? You're cool, you're down with Jerry? As long as it's Jerry, as long as it's related to like Jerry Seinfeld and not Jerry from Rick and Morty, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like it's been like five weeks since we did our last episode. Does it feel long to you? No, it feels really short to me, actually. Hmm. So I'm not like okay. that's, it feels really short to me. This, I'll be honest, time is going by so quick right now. Like it's it's actually crazy. We're already in you know the middle of March, but it, this year is. It, I remember Christmas. Like I remember sitting down for Christmas, and being like, "Holy shit, the year's almost over," and we're almost a quarter of the way throughout the year. Like, think about that. Like, um, how nutty is that? That is, that is kind of crazy. But the past two weeks seem to me, for some reason, very like I was double checking. I was like, was it really just two years ago that, or two weeks ago, that we did the last episode? But sure enough, it was. Yeah, I think I think part of it for me is my job started to slow down a little bit, so like it's not as uh, busy. So time is going a little bit faster because I'm not as uh, overwhelmed. I don't know. So it's, it's just kind of a more relaxing. And I've been playing a lot of that board game, which is making time go by super duper quick. Yeah. Um, one announcement I would like to um, make is that on March 29th, we are going to be playing uh, on a live stream with our friend Gaming Jay. Um, in fact, I don't think I have the link yet. Watch, watch, watch our Twitter to find out exactly where that is. Um, although if you go to his channel, I think he's maybe streaming. I'm not even hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure he's streaming it, uh, on YouTube. So if you go to gaming J 1001, um, that's his channel and he will have some information. If nothing else, he'll have a link to where you can find his stream, but I'll, I will also tweet it out at some point between now and then, but we are going to be playing a game with him, uh, that he, that he's going to be live streaming on the evening of uh, Friday, March 29th. We're going to, we're planning on starting around 9 uh, PM central. So do be on the lookout for that. I think it's going to be tons of fun. Yeah. I think it'll be super fun. And, and you know, thanks to him obviously for hosting us and our shenanigans, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually super excited. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. So be on the watch our Twitter, especially so, so you can uh, get the link to that. Um, any, aside from that, you've been, you've been up to anything worth talking about before we get started besides just playing uh, board games? Yeah, I was going to say, just, just playing that board game, man. The one I talked about last time, it just, we, we are diving deeper into it. Like, like I said, before we started, I mean, we're 40, 50, maybe 60 hours deep in this thing and we're scratching the surface. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like we haven't even unlocked any characters. Um, we've progressed decently far in the story. It, it is a very, very fun game. So is it like a single campaign that you've been doing? Yeah, it's like wow. one big ass campaign and it's like a choose your own adventure. So like you'll meet a character and then you'll get the option to do XYZ and based if you do XYZ you get different missions and then in turn, you know, causes more different missions to open and usually it'll let you know like if you complete this mission you can't do this one. So you you know at that point it's kind of like a fork in the road or sometimes it's even if it's even uh three options are available, but it is super fun leveling up. It, it's getting very difficult. I mean, it is a very challenging game. Um, I, I can't wait for you to come out here. I, it's going to be super fun when we play together. <laughs> Are we going to have fun? We're going to have time to play the damn game? If I'm I don't know. You tell me. I, I have all the time in the world. Well, it sounds like it takes weeks to finish a single game. Uh, like a single campaign is probably two to three hours. We did one last night in about oh, 80 okay. minutes. Yeah, the campaign. I like thought you were game. saying this whole thing that you've been playing so far has been one no well it's it's a sorry excuse me it's a scenario within campaigns so there's 95 okay. scenarios we've done 12 i think we've done gotcha. 12 
and it's one big ass campaign and there's there's an expansion for it and there's a solo scenario for it as well which i'm pretty excited about Damn. very extensive game i talked about last time i don't want to i don't want to go too much into it but sure. definitely check it out it's, it's called gloomhaven and it's ridiculously fun I, I can't stop playing it cool i have just taken a um i've just brought a a stop to my i guess 16 year hiatus of playing guitar wow yeah it's um kind of getting back into it it's what sparked your interest? Well, it's it's funny. I what sparked my interest is actually another hobby that I got into. I don't know, probably about six months ago, which is uh, like playing around with electronics, hmm. learning how that kind of stuff works and how to make your own circuits, do things, and that and that kind yeah. of stuff, you know. And so I've been I've been doing that, and I've been having a lot of fun making things, um, doing that kind of stuff. And I came across a tutorial for how to make uh, an effects pedal. I don't know if you know, if you're not familiar with guitars, long story short, without going into it, an effects pedal is basically something that you have, and it's got a, a button that you press, and it makes your sound sound different. So you might have a distortion pedal where you hit it, and it gives you distortion. Or there are, like, dozens and dozens of different types of effects that you can that you can make. I found a tutorial for how to make one of those. I was like, oh, that'd be pretty sweet. That's cool. And, uh, so I started, so I was like kind of looking into that and buying all the stuff I need to make that. And, I, and I've started making it and obviously to test it out, I'm going to need to play my guitar on it. So I've, <laughs> I've, I pulled that out and I was like, oh man, this is, this is fun. Then I'll start like get really back into it and get interested again. I was like, oh, I think I'm going to maybe start playing. So <laughs> I've been playing the past few days and, uh, it's coming, it's all coming back fairly, uh, kind of like riding a bicycle, you know, like not, not at that smooth, but it's coming back pretty well and I'm having a ton of fun. So this could be, this could be, uh, could get ugly. That's super cool. I always love to hear people get it. I, I think hobbies are, to me, are, are such an important uh, part of your life and they really show what you're really into. I mean, I know it sounds kind of self-explanatory, but it's, it's funny when I talk to people, especially outside work that I don't normally get the chance to, I don't ask people like, how's your job or how's your, how's your home life? Cause it, you know, good, good. It's like, what kind of hobbies are you into? Like, what do you choose to do with your free time when you have free time? Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's a more uh, interesting question. Like you said, that that gives you uh, more an idea of a person as opposed to home how life. Are things? Or good. Work. How about you? Good. How's work? Good. And if work isn't good, they're probably not going to say it. Exactly. Like, what are um, they going to tell you? Like, oh yeah, my job sucks because I have to go to work every day. It's like, oh, me too. Dog. <laughs> yeah, Party's exactly. We all got to do it. But I, I have a um, I, I was plugging in my amp. <laughs> and I found a spot like under, I have this little like side desk next, next to my desk and I found a spot where it fits just right under there. So I hooked it up and everything. <laughs> I turned it on and with every volume knob turned all the way down, it makes this really loud humming <laughs> noise. I'm like, oh really? shit. It's just like, Arr! and like I plugged in the guitar and even the guitar volume was all the way down. And then like I tried turning the amp volume up like just the time. He has a little smidgen, and it made this loud-ass pop noise. Yikes. Like, oh, shit. So, uh, I think this might be dead. Although, I'm going to see if I can get it repaired. But uh, I went ahead and ordered a new, like, a, like a miniature amp to, uh, That's pretty cool. to play off of. But, so, that was that was a little bit of an adventure. It sounds like it's something that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, uh, anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about video games. Uh, you want to talk about news? Video game news. There you go. Uh, this this was a extremely cool and unexpected surprise 
the OG Diablo, Diablo 1, is out on GOG. We were just talking about this. Remember we were talking about... I, I think I was the one who said, yeah. I don't think they'll ever sell the rights to to GOG or into one of those one of those websites for it. And then I saw it on there. I was like, oh, geez, foot in my mouth. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's I just crazy. didn't think, you know what I mean? It's yeah. very surprising to me. Yeah, I think everybody was surprised. Yeah, first off, that that it came out in the first place. And second off, that, it, that they didn't release it on, you know, Battle.net or you know, on their own platform of some sort. Yep. So, uh, that's pretty awesome. It's $10 on GOG and it supports HD resolutions, which is also super killer. I really hope that this brings more people over to GOG because as, as much as I love GOG, it's my favorite place to buy, to buy video games. It seems like so many people still don't know about them. Which, yeah, uh, in all seriousness. Yeah. Which is a shame because there it's 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 fantastic to know that you can like own your own stuff when you buy from them as opposed to it being you know yep. completely locked behind you know like stuff like steam, steam for instance <laughs> yeah. um, you can use their client or you can just straight up download the install files you can do it however you want so obviously that's that's why i like them so i try to support them whenever i can and so i i hope this this brings more awareness uh, about gog also they have. Uh, they said that they're working on Warcraft One and Two. I did see that. That was. I, cause I've been playing a little bit uh, of Warcraft Three and Frozen Throne again, just off and on a little bit. And I saw that. I was oh, like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Because <laughs> those those ones are kind of hard. I, I've had a lot of trouble emulating, especially the first one. I think you have to run it through DOSBox. I want to say, and it's kind of challenging. And it's difficult. Thought, isn't DOSBox easy to set up? DOSBox is easy to set up. It's finding the. I had issues finding the right files. Oh, okay, okay. To run through DOSBox for it. Gotcha. Yeah, DOSBox is great. Yeah. Um. So I've never played either of those. I would like to. I'm sure they are a little bit rough, especially yeah. the first one. The the second one I haven't played it in a very very long time. It looks super fun. I know there's a, there's some pretty frustrating elements to it, but it looks very very fun. Cool, yeah, I, I definitely will be checking those. I, I may play Gog, uh, Gog, Diablo eventually. That one isn't one that I like jumped on or anything, but uh, I would I would definitely check out Warcraft. If you want to do a uh, live stream where we both play and whoever dies first again on Diablo, remember we did it with D three. Remember we did it with D three. Was uh, that you? I th- I did no, you, right? we did. Well, we did D3. that with Blake on Diablo two. Oh yeah, that's right. It was D two. And it, yeah, it was. It was like whoever I forgot. It was either the last person alive. You, both the people who lost had to do something, or the first person who lost yeah. had to do something. All I, I remember is I, I was the first person that died. Not surprisingly, I do remember that. Classic Robert. Uh, another announcement, uh, kind of surprising, is that the Halo series is coming to PC. Yeah, people are pumped about that. People, people are, are super, super pumped about. Yeah, that. they really are. Um, I'm kind of like, that's, that's cool. Like I can sort of take it or leave it personally, but, uh, seems like most people are very excited about this. Uh, they are not coming all out at the same time. They're apparently going to be released in chronological order. So Halo one up through Halo four, uh, separately in that order. I don't know over what period of time, but I don't even know when that's supposed to start coming out, but they have announced that that's going to happen. Halo One campaign is super challenging. Very fun. I enjoyed the sh- I enjoyed playing the campaign of One and Two. I bet I bet um, multiplayer on that would be fun. Actually, though, on the play, go back and play the first couple of them. Yeah, that's true. It would be interesting. I think people would get burnt out on it pretty quick. 
Um, and then Turok, we uh we announced last episode. I, I think was uh time. yeah is coming was coming out on the Switch eShop. It is out now. So if you want to go back and play that game for whatever for whatever reason, that's on Switch. And finally, there's a uh, direct-to-video Doom sequel. <laughs> sequel to the first Doom the movie. movie right? Yeah, sequel to oh. the movie. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the consensus um, on that one. Yeah. Actually, there was, some, there was some update that I want to talk about a little bit as well. Uh, did you have something else on that, or are you good nope, on that? that's all I got. Um, Blizzard. Well, actually, did we we didn't talk about this last time, right? Make sure. There was so I don't actually know it was it was afterwards. So Blizzard did some pretty interesting things this past week. You remember how last time on the podcast I told you they were they're tweeting like once every two weeks, just like hey, they're still working on classic Warcraft, yeah. No classic, not not Warcraft. Just making sure. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yes. Vanilla. Okay. So they announced this uh, last week that they are going to release it piece by piece, exactly how people wanted it instead of doing what they originally said. They basically listened to what people said and they're going to release it in segments and not all at once. Wait, wait, in other words, they're releasing... They're doing the thing that people are asking for. Which is to se- release the like all the uh, expansions separately? No, sorry. They're going to release... So the, the classic WoW has, has 12 patches to it and certain patches have pr- large pieces of content involved in them. Okay. And it's very... It, in order to, to maintain the integrity of the project, you have to do it in these certain increments uh, because it just kind of screws up the balance and the pacing of the game. And they announced last week that they're going to do it in the exact order that it was done back in the day. And I was like, holy shit, like what is going on? So I, I, it was very interesting. I mean, it's, I don't know what's going on with Blizzard right now. I'm all for it. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's really weird. The sad thing is, though, they did make an announcement like two hours ago. So, again, they're making a lot of posts about this, that they're not going to do one thing correctly. I guess I'm not going to go into details on it because most people won't, won't understand it. But they, they said they, they it'd be too much work to do one piece of it in the correct order, which it's kind of shitty. But most of the private servers that I played on did it this way anyway. So it doesn't mean too much to me. But I'm just curious to see what Blizzard's going to be doing. I mean, it's March. So it's it's interesting to me that they're still working on sort of the the layout and the development pieces of this if they're really looking at a sub uh, a summer launch. And, and one of my friends who's very close to the project told me that they are going to do a beta test, but the beta test their the primary purpose of it is to to do server testing to see how okay. much stress it's going to receive. And I think that's two parts: one, test the servers; two, to see how many people are going to play. And I'm very curious. I mean, I, I would imagine it's almost the end of March. We're going to be in April here. People are expecting. So let's say they did a late summer launch. What would you say late summer would be? Late August? Like, I, I feel like August is the end of summer, right? Maybe early August. Early, early August. August. I don't know. My, my point is like they have all of April, all of May, June, July, and some of August. So that's four, and, four months and some change. That's not a lot of time to do beta testing and finish development on what they're doing. So they must be close. Which is really interesting. So we should see beta here shortly. I'm super pumped. It's just, I don't know what Blizzard's doing. It makes me nervous because the fact that they're applying a lot of resources to this project makes my mind immediately go to why. And my first thought is very negative. It's very pessimistic, which is they want to make profit off of it. How are they going to make profit off of it? Uh Like, ah, shit. Ah, shit. (laughs) More to come, but it's just interesting to see Blizzard doing something right. Um, Even if it might be in the wrong, uh, with the wrong intention in mind. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Are you, so the anticipation is it building up? Oh, it's freaking maxed. Oh my god, I have a Discord. <laughs> I have a Discord now that I created with a bunch of friends, and it's exploding with people now. It's just we're just trying to trying to start creating a community of people that we know they're going to play and stuff. And it's rough sitting in calls them because all it does is build, make the anticipation worse. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. There, there, there are actually two more things that I forgot to mention. These are not okay. these are not classic gaming things, but they are pretty interesting. Okay. Um. So I won't spend a lot of time on them, but just like a few hours ago, as far as I can tell, um, uh, Disney announced that they are bringing their video game development back in house. Who was doing it before? EA. Oh God! Remember all that with Battlefront. We, we, won't, oh, yeah. we won't revisit it, but EA had it, and it haven't been doing well. Um, really? Yeah. You Sorry, you, you remember all the, like, yeah, shitty... Yeah, I'm just trolling. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Um, they are reviving Lucasfilm Games. Not LucasArts, they are uh, saying, but Lucasfilm Games. Basically, uh, just... I don't really know what the differentiation is. I think they're trying to make make it clear, like, we're not trying to re you know re, rebuild like the old classic studio where this is like the, the you know the game for the the studio for Lucasfilm type games uh I think it's kind of a fine line that they're trying to differentiate there but regardless does that do anything for you uh I think it's good that they are bringing stuff back in how as far as you know it being Lucasfilm games you know it's it's going to be different people and all that, so I don't really have a feeling one way or the other on it. I do like that they are bringing it in-house, because, again, nobody's been happy with what EA's been doing. And uh, That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. I just linked you a video. Uh, this guy on uh, YouTube named Slim Tenji or Tengi, um, he did this video called Why Bethesda... Let me read the full title. Why Bethesda, EA, Activision, Blizzard, Bioware are the best... And it says 100% serious analysis, no meme plays is the name of the video. And this guy does a really good deep dive into 2018, talking about what is going on with the gaming industry and why it is feeling so like off. And it's very interesting. The guy is very intelligent. Um, he does a great job going through it. I would definitely suggest watching it. It At first I was like, yeah, this is really interesting. It's kind of making me feel pretty optimistic. But towards the end, it made me feel super pessimistic because it seems like the gaming market is getting away from historically what it has been for us growing growing up in the last 15, 20 years. And what it is turning into, which is a big uh, cash cow. And it's basically mobile gaming is, is the biggest is going to be the biggest market. It's the most profitable. So it, it makes sense why Blizzard's doing Diablo Immortal. And it, it, what, what's concerning is the console market generally, excluding probably uh, Nintendo, is relatively stale. And he goes into detail to talk about it. It's just really interesting because it, it makes a lot of sense based on a lot of decisions we saw in the last couple of years from these big companies. Bethesda, I mean, these are the companies we talked about last time, right? It's these three, these major powerhouse companies that have made some really stupid mistakes. And I don't think it's going to get any better. And I don't think the gaming industry is going to go in a way um, that I'm actually going to be happy about in the next couple of years, which is hmm. kind of sad. But it made me think of two things. One, classic games are always there and I'll always be very passionate about playing classic games. And the second thing is, which is actually what Lisa brought up, it seems like tabletop games are build, are getting super popular. It seems like they're, beca- it they're does kind of growing. Seem that way. Yeah. 
And she was, she was saying maybe people who are traditional, you know, gamers are going to transition from what is going on today, which to me, I, I'm not really excited about anything new coming out. And I've looked at the next like year or so, there are some Switch games that are super excited about, as I talked about before, like Chocobo Dungeons could be super awesome. Anything Zelda related, anything Mario related, but beyond those like very select titles, I'm not excited about a lot of the, the major titles, especially the genres that are super prevalent. So hmm. I was kind of, we were kind of wondering if, if maybe tabletops will become, you know, a very, very large thing, which would be super cool. It would be cool. I'd be completely okay with it. Yeah, I'd be down with that for sure. The only other thing that I was going to mention is, uh, this is really interesting, and again, not classic gaming related, but interesting enough that I would like to to, to bring it up. The uh, the creators of Dwarf Fortress, which are uh, Tarn and, I believe, Zach Adams. They're two brothers that, that make the game. They, two uh, brothers. Sorry. Yep. They have announced that... They're gonna that they're coming out with a Steam release for Dwarf Fortress, which is kind of unexpected in a lot of ways because this isn't a game that typically, first of all, it's extremely inaccessible to most people. So like it's it's not a mainstream game by any means. Um, however, the Steam release is going to have well, let, let me I'm getting ahead of myself. There's that, and it's always been kind of like a a, a sort of niche like cult following type game, you know? Sure. Uh, and also, it's not really a game typically, even like launching the game, like you can get just the executable Dwarf Fortress and, and play that, but usually the best way to play it is with a launcher that has all sorts of options that you can choose, um, f- like tile sets or whether you want audio on or off or whether you want, there there are like several dozen options that, that the launcher has that just kind of makes things a lot easier to, to deal with while you're playing mm-hmm. the game. And it also handles some in-game stuff as well. But, um, so that's always been kind of like a major way to play the game. Well, now they're saying, well, we're going to come out with a Steam version. Uh, and it is paid, whereas the uh, the other version is not. They're, they're still, um, you can still get like the original, like, like the other version, like the non-Steam version for free. But the Steam version is going to be paid. I don't remember how much it's going to be. Maybe twenty dollars. I'm I'm not sure about that. Uh, and it's going to have a uh, a tile set <laughs> as opposed to ASCII graphics. And, how do you feel uh, about that? Uh, I think that's fine. Um, okay. There, I use a uh, tile set, but I but I use an alternate ASCII tile set because <laughs> okay. you know I, I really like ASCII graphics actually. Yep. Um, but I there I do use an alternate ASCII tile set because just because there's, there are some that like basically just have better colors that I think look cooler. And also another big thing is uh, a lot of the custom ASCII tile sets, they will make the tiles square. Whereas in (laughs) real ASCII, they are rectangles. So uh, I just like square where everything is more symmetrical that way, you know? So just like those two little reasons, but again, I still use an ASCII tile set. Uh, plenty of people, most people do play it with a, uh, with an actual like visual, you know, art tile set, mm-hmm. a tile, a tile set. That's not just all ASCII characters. That is how most people play the game nowadays. It seems like, um, and there are, there are plenty of those that you can still, that you, again, that you can get for free if you want to, uh, fiddle with a launcher, which really isn't that hard to, uh, to, to deal with. It's called the, the, uh, the lazy noob pack <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so the, but, but for the steam version, they are, it's going to come with a, uh, its own tile set. And I believe it's also, it also comes with a sound pack as well. Uh, 
and that's kind of it. It's just kind of it just kind of caught everybody off guard that they're like, oh, you know, we're we're gonna have a Steam version now. I don't know if that's going to broaden its appeal. To I don't know if that I don't know if they're gonna reach more people this way. That's definitely what they're trying to do. Um, I don't know if that's gonna work because the game itself, the the graphics are not are are only a very small part of why people have a hard time playing this game. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that's gonna help a lot. I hope it does. They said that they uh, decided to do this because, so one of the Adams brothers is on, like, apparently they've said he's on, like, very expensive uh, medicine that he has to take, like, you know, constantly. And they have, you know, personal, like, health insurance, but obviously since they don't work for a company, it's, like, super expensive. Oh, yeah, I know all about that. Yeah, I'm sure. And so they said, like, they're doing fine, but they realized that if something were to happen to the other brother, then even with their insurance, they would pretty much be sunk. So they were kind of like, well, you know what? We need another, we need to do something to try to boost our income a little bit in case, you know, just to be safe, basically. So that was uh, the whole reasoning behind coming out with the Steam version. So I hope it really does well. I don't know if it will or yeah, not, likewise. but I love the game. Plenty of people do. It, it's very, very difficult to get into, but once you do, it's very rewarding as well. It sounds like what they're doing, they're going to make it more, much more accessible. So that's always, well, you know. I don't know about that because oh, really? the, the biggest problem is typically like the user interface and also just kind of figuring out like what to do. Like, how do I play this game? And I don't think it, any of that's going to change. Oh, okay. You really have to you really have to watch a ton of tutorials to figure out like how do I do this in the game? How do I do that? What what are the thing what are things that I can do in the game? How do I like f- making making an army, like making a military is so fucking convoluted it is crazy. Then <laughs> uh, that's just like one of dozens and dozens of things that that are that are very very difficult to do. Like even like saying Okay, I want to make a bedroom. Like that could be very difficult for somebody who is who hasn't like who doesn't have any experience with the game. It's sure. it's extremely difficult to like figure out just from playing. Oh, this is how you make a bedroom for a dwarf. Not much less, you know, like 30 bedrooms for dwarves. Uh so it's that kind of stuff that gets in the way. That's that's why I don't know if this is really going to do a lot cuz the graphics are only a like I said only a small part of what what tends to turn people away from it. Again, I hope it does fantastic. I love it. Sure. Everybody should should play it, but I totally understand um, <laughs> people not having the patience for it. Uh, that went on quite a bit longer than I thought, so let's go ahead and jump into games, Jay. Ah, I dragged this off the side too, so no worries. So we have our game of the quarter this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, did you play anything Jeez. besides the game of the quarter? Yeah, so I, I will say I didn't spend too much time playing uh, my ex- my secondary game. Um I spent a good amount of time playing our game of the quarter, which we talked about as Daikatana. And then I've just been spending majority of my time playing that board game. Sorry. <laughs> I got myself. It's all right. Sorry. Right. Just don't let it happen again. <laughs> I want to talk about our game of the quarter. I, I want to get that. I want to get this. this thing. Wanna, I think I, I want to save that. I think I'd like to save that for last this time. Okay. We got to build. I want to build up to the anticipation. No comment. All right. Why don't you start on the on the other on the non game of the quarter game that you played, and sure. then I'll do mine, and then we'll talk about Daikatana. 
Okay. Um, so I actually played a game you talked about previously in the podcast. Um, cause I've, the reason I know is cause I searched on our podcast to make sure that we hadn't talked about it recently and that I hadn't talked about it previously because you know, I try to avoid doing that as much as possible with how many games we've played on here now. Um, uh, I played uh, bubble bobble for the regular Nintendo. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, so bubble bobble was, is a platformer game. Like I said, for the regular Nintendo it came out in 1986, um, with, with a very, very, very memorable, uh, soundtrack um this game i have not played two player um have you ever have you ever played two player yes this? yeah I is played, it good it's pretty fun yeah it doesn't add a whole lot but it's more fun just you know just just by the fact that you're playing with somebody that makes sense i, I think i think i probably would enjoy this game a lot more um if i had played with somebody else i didn't i didn't dislike it so let me, let me talk about the game a little bit before I get into it so the idea of the game is you, you know, obviously it's a platformer At each level there's a hundred levels you can go through um, at each level, there are these monsters that fall in a certain position, and then you have an ability to blow a bubble, and if you hit them with it, you can then jump on their head in order to kill them. Um, there's also some mechanics. There are other bubbles that, that spawn that you can inter- interact with that have special effects, um, like one of them dashes you around the map um, really quickly and can allow you to kill enemies and get away from tough spots. Additionally, you can jump down so that, obviously, you have a top and a bottom. Um, you can jump down one of the open gaps on the bottom side of the map and come out the top side of the map. And this mechanic can come into play, obviously, because if you're getting cornered or anything, because uh, every if you get hit, you lose a life. It's it's that simple. And there are some really really frustrating things will happen where mobs will either jump up to a platform where you're at, or they'll obviously drop down next to you, and you'll have like a split second in order to uh, bubble them. Otherwise, they'll hit you and, and take away one of your lives. Does that sound like a pretty uh, pretty accurate description? Yep, yep, that's pretty accurate. Um, so the one thing I will say is the soundtrack is. It's very good. It's very memorable, but holy shit, is it repetitive? It is. So <laughs> I, yeah, both. You're exactly correct on both of those counts. It, it's so funny because you're like the first time I turn on, I'm like, wow, this is really good. Like this is this is such a, a su- such a solid soundtrack, and it's so simple. And then I, I was like level twenty six or something, and I'm like, okay, I'm muting this. Like I, I can't <laughs> deal with this anymore. It's driving me absolutely bananas. Um, so each level, it's, what's cool about each level is it, it, there's. Of each level, so one through hundred, has different designs or, or certain imagery, um, and sometimes they'll draw pictures, they'll draw hearts, sometimes they'll draw the mobs, uh, they'll just draw different objects with, with with the actual maps. And I will say, yeah, I, those are I like the cut... plat- those are like the platforms. So they'll have platforms arranged in the shape of a heart or whatever it might be. Yeah, based on based on each level. I will say, I, I noticed some things from some other. Uh, I noticed some some things that I felt like were taken away from some other games that came around came out. Uh, for the regular Nintendo. The first one was Super Mario Bros. 2. The way that the mobs jumped reminded me of how mobs jumped in Super Mario Bros. 2, especially when you're in quicksand. I thought some of the levels looked very Zelda-esque. Like, it looked like the cave you walk into early on to get your first sword. And even, like, the blocks on the side creating the, the square around you reminded me of, of Zelda, the original Zelda, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, some of the levels, obviously not. There was some, you know, striped ones and, and stuff like that that looked completely, you know, very colorful and didn't look like anything I'd seen before. But... Um, so as you get through, as you get further in this game, it tends to get obviously more difficult, but for a while you get in these lulls where you're just killing it. Like you just crush a level, crush a level, crush a level. And they go, some levels will take you anywhere from like 20 to 30 seconds. Some of the later ones, you'll, you'll be over a minute and you do have a certain amount of time, uh, before it starts like this creepy or this fast paced music plays almost like, um, what's a game where you start running out of time and it gets pretty scary. Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Jinx. Uh, <laughs> Almost like Sonic, when the music starts to speed up and it, it starts to give you a little bit of anxiety. 
but as, it, it's interesting when you get through some of the levels because you'll get to these lulls where you'll just be crushing levels and crushing levels and then all of a sudden you'll get to a really hard level but you won't understand that it's difficult until it's too late and there's 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 certain mechanics that they'll do where the mobs will be falling and you'll be like oh it's just like one of those or it's like three of these and then you'll see it stop and then a second one will fall out of the graphic and you're like oh shit there's actually two of them oh shit there's three and it's like oh suddenly there's six mobs instead of instead of two or three and it's just so funny sometimes you get absolutely punished for it and obviously you only have a set amount of lives before um it's just completely game over so hmm. uh, trying to think what else visuals were okay i mean it's a 1986 game so you know, you're not don't expect too much out of it the mechanics were actually pretty responsive i was i was surprised i thought i was going to get really annoyed with trying to do the bubble mechanic um, at, in close quarters or in like tight situations but i thought it was pretty responsive overall like i didn't have too many issues with that yeah um i think that's pretty much it though i don't think there's too much else to talk about with it. Is there anything i missed or no i don't think so i mean there's like you said there's not a whole lot to say about it yeah um it is a pretty fun game uh it does get repetitive yeah, uh, that, that, I will say that. I, I, like early on, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be kind of fun," like, and I was excited to see the different mechanics. And then I got to a certain point, I'm like, "Oh, it's this again. Oh, it's this again." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was bubble bobble, and then I want to talk about. Uh, I continued my journey through Super Mario uh, or through Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Uh, oh, okay. I actually stopped playing. I, I got to huh. the I got to the end of the second chapter, which is like maybe 15 hours in, and I got to this the the second major dungeon of the game. And there was this mechanic that I, it just, I despised it. I even looked up how to do it and I just didn't want to do it. Oh. There, there's, you get in this dungeon and the game is super, super smooth, super fun. And I was enjoying it very much so. And then it gets to this dungeon and there are these, these two rooms you have to get through where you walk in the room and an alarm goes off. And then these little teeny fly, evil looking fly things come out of this doorway and they align like a military formation. So it's like, you know, row of five by five and there's two of them. But you have to wait for them to all come out. So you're like waiting for all these stupid things to come out. And then you find out you're not ready to do it. So you just lose and you get kicked out of the room. And if you walk back in the room, you have to watch the fucking cutscene again. And it does it over and over and over. And it, but you're, the guy you're with, you have this, this dude who's with you specifically for the dungeon. He's like, oh, we're not strong enough yet. So like, okay. So you go do some other stuff and you come back. And I still wasn't strong enough. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so frustrating. It, it just, it was very time consuming. It was really stupid. And to, in order to, to beat it, you have to collect these other bugs and you have to bring them into the room. But to get them in there, there are, there are certain mechanics you have to do where you have to get them to step on these fans. So it like blows them up in the air and then you push them out of the fan to the side that you need them to go to in order to continue on your path to this room. And it's super tedious. And as you can imagine, you're playing, it's Paper Mario. So, you know, wind, wind type mechanics are very powerful and they, they move things much further than you anticipate. And it was just like this back and forth of trying to get all these things together. And then I was too short. So then I had to go back and it was just, it was really stupid. And I probably spent 30 or 40 minutes doing this, this one mechanic trying to get through it. And I was just like, screw this. Like I watched a video of some guy doing it and I'm like, that's what I have to do. Like that, that doesn't look fun at all. So I, I'm, I took a break for a couple of days and I haven't really been interested in going back, which I'm, I'm really frustrated because I, I wanted to, I really wanted to beat more games this year. I've obviously beat a few already this year, but it just, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. That sucks. I know. I'm really disappointed. I, I want to play the original one. So when you do, I'll, I'll probably jump on that gravy train. But okay. um, yeah, I was just super disappointed by that. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. I suppose. Uh, is that all you got? Yeah, that's it. All right. The only game I played besides Daikatana was uh, Metal Slug. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been. I've never played this game. And I've been wanting to for a while. So I finally bought it on the uh, on the Switch eShop, and so this is a a, a Neo Geo game, 
that came out in 1996. Yeah, 1996. And it's just a like a run and gun shooter arcade game. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it besides for a Neo Geo run and gun shoot 'em up arcade game, it's pretty awesome. Uh, especially I- especially the graphics. Uh, that was one. Th- that was I feel the major thing that Neo Geo that SNK did so well, so consistently with the Neo Geo games was they all had fantastic graphics. I, I don't think I've ever seen one that that doesn't that that didn't. They they just and I can't even really describe it. It just if you think of quintessential what a video game looks like, you know, video gamey type stuff in your head, this is mm-hmm. that done as well as it could be. Uh so it just looks cool and then the game feels good too. You're you are running around just again, just you're it's like a war themed game so you're a soldier running through shooting tons of bad guys you uh you get a variety of different types of weapons throughout the game you uh most of the time you have like a uh just like a machine gun and that's not the basic one you you start off with i think some sort of handgun that and it still shoots fairly fast but then you can get a machine gun which you'll have a lot which shoots super fast the the controls are really responsive the the shooting i don't know Something about it feels good, and I don't know what it is exactly, but it just does. Um, you can get a flamethrower where it's got like a huge kind of, I, I guess like vertically it's very big, so it's e- really easy to hit people. And it also can kind of the flame will go past. It doesn't just go through everybody. It's not like a like a laser, but uh, it'll go past you know the first couple people usually, so you can burn like three people at once. And then it even has different animations for the way people get killed. Like if they, you kill with the flamethrower, it shows them like burning to death, basically yeah. kind of, it's not as graphic as it sounds, but it is maybe a little bit more graphic than, than a lot of stuff was um, at this time. You can get a, uh, get a rocket launcher, things like that. It is. Uh, so there's a, there's a good variety of weapons. There's a good variety of environments. Um, like I said, it, it looks awesome. And that's almost all there is to it. It is, there are some parts that are a bit cheap where it's, there were a couple bosses, for instance, where I don't feel like there's a way to actually beat them without using a bunch of quarters, you know, as it were. Obviously on Switch to put a quarter and you just press like R or something like that. But back in the day, I can see that getting frustrating, frustrating because I really don't think there's a way to get through the game without dying. Um, interesting uh you do get killed just by one hit but it's but but besides some of these bosses that are a little bit too hard um it's overall fairly i feel like it's it's pretty fair they they give you a fair chance of not getting hit most of the time um you also get a tank sometimes every once in a while you'll come across a tank and you can jump in it and it's just kind of like a more powerful thing and you can shoot cannons you know you can obviously shoot the tanks cannons or it's like or like the tanks machine gun that's pretty fun um it's a real fun game just to like if you have some time you just want to sit down and play something mindless it's the perfect game for that although i will say you can beat the whole thing in a little bit under an hour so (laughs) might not be exactly worth the eight or nine dollars or however it is uh 
on uh, on, a, on on the Switch. But still super cool. I uh, if you get a chance to play it, I'd, I'd say go for it. Maybe not buy it, but uh, it's still. I, I I'm not I'm not disappointed that I spent you know eight bucks on it, sure. even though I don't think it's quite worth the eight dollars because it doesn't have a ton of replay value. It is a pretty fast game, but it is also still a pretty cool game for for what it is. It's if you're if you come with the right expectations, then you know obviously it's not super complex or anything like that. It is pretty mm-hmm. brainless, but it's pretty fun also. As Metal Slug. Jay, now we're ready to get to Daikatana. I'm sorry I made you wait. The main event! <laughs> this is... This came out in 2000, which is a lot later than I thought originally. Um, for, yeah, actually. Oh my god, especially based on this game? Jesus, that's embarrassing. <laughs> came out for Windows and, and Nintendo 64. There was also, in Europe, a Game Boy Color version. Believe it or Oof. not... But it is in it's game an Boy color. Yes, but it is an entirely different game. Oh, okay. Um, entirely different. It's not even a first-person shooter, which I guess isn't too surprising because I don't think Game Boy Color is really capable. That's of that. exactly my thought. I was like, how the hell would you do that? Yeah, but so so for all intents and purposes, it came out on N64 and Windows in the year 2000. Jay, I know you've been wanting to talk about this, so why don't you you want to start us off? I just wanted to. Uh, well, let, oh let, let, let's gosh, let's get man. the. Oh, I'm sorry, I know I just said that, but let me just lay down the groundwork. Um, this this is a John Romero game. John Romero is uh, famous for, uh, and this this came out under Ion Storm. This is not ID. This is John Romero's company that he formed after uh, he left ID. Ion Storm. He uh, John Romero is of course famous for Wolfenstein and the and more so for the Doom series, and so. Uh, Everybody was super excited and super uh, anticipating this game, Daikatana, that was coming out uh, in again in 2000. There was the infamous uh, ad for it that said John Romero is about to make you his bitch, which he uh, years later said it was he he in retrospect really really hates the ad and, and it was a terrible idea, even though it, you know even though it was like joking, it was still kind of like. It's still kind of like a pompous thing to do, even from a joking point of view. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he's kind of said, yeah, that that was that was kind of stupid of me. Oops. I, I he 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 apparently regrets that ad. But anyway, there was that ad that said John Romero's about to make you his bitch, which makes the the uh, the reception of the game even more ironic because nobody liked Daikatana when it ended up coming out. What really? Yeah. So Jay, why don't you Watch tell us? Why don't you tell us? Start telling us why you don't think people loved this when it came out. It is a, it is a first person shooter. Let, yeah, so this is a first person shooter. Uh, let's start with the visuals because th- this was one of the most frustrating elements of this game for me. So the game is very dark and it is impossible to see at times. I tried turning the brightness <laughs> up on my monitor and in game to full, and I still could barely see. The only reason <laughs> I knew that mobs were around is because of these god awful sound effects that every mob would make. Holy I, shit! It, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Oh, the flies. Like, are you kidding Holy me? Shit. Holy shit. I-, I was getting so mad. Like, I-, I was getting so frustrated. So there were two things that, that drove me nuts regarding the sound. Wait, why don't you tell uh, us the- about the what do the flies sound like? It's like a sputtering boat engine or something. <laughs> in it's your so ear. annoying. Yeah, in your ear. And it's very loud. It's louder than anything else. It's like <laughs> – 
the mile could be a thousand feet away or five feet away, and it's the same volume noise. And it you're just like, okay, terrible. It is the most annoying sound I've heard in a video game. I, I would agree with you on that. It, it, it like I, I don't. It is so brutal. It is so frustrating to listen to. So you've got that, and then on top of that, you have uh, these the, for the sound effects. Every loading screen, every time you load into a map, you hear this. Over and over and over, it's like this, this <laughs> yep. ticking noise. And, and it, 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 like 15 of them. And, and here's the worst part. It's literally just like, just like, like 20 times every time you go. And, and the worst part about it is, is when you go from a zone to a zone, it does it. And so if you die right after you zoned in, which I did, you just hear it every time you load your game. It's just this brutal ticking noise. And then you hear it a second time when you actually get into the game. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, what were you going to say about that? I was going to say uh, two things. One, I'm not even concerned that it's even loading the whole time because it takes the exact same amount of time every time. I feel like most Why? of the time it's just waiting to, to, to finish filling up all the little bricks, making yep. the clicking sounds. Um, second, something very strange that I noticed about those is, so it's like a loading bar, right? That they're filling up. Yeah. So you would expect them to be some, something, uh, some fraction, some even fraction of one hundred, right? Like maybe twenty or twenty-five. Oh my gosh! What is it? Like twenty-three or something? It's thirty-nine. Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's so random. It is so random, but it, I counted it many, many times out of curiosity and just to check myself, and it is 39. You're a masochist. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so let's, let's keep going. So this game is brutal. So, so you got terrible graphics, hard to see, terrible sound effects, really annoying mobs. And the mobs are really hard to see. So you have these, <laughs> these dragonflies, these robotic dragonflies that are, like I said, they make this very annoying, loud noise. And then they, they run at you and hit you. And then you have these toads, which they're microscopic. <laughs> like you can barely freaking yep. see them on the map. So, so you're dealing with these, these frustrating toads, which do poison. Uh, they have a chance to inflict poison, which poison is just this really annoying mechanic that just kills you over time. Yep. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then you got these alligators, which are just brutal. The alligators are, are a little bit easier to see, but you still don't know that they're coming because the game is so freaking dark. You can't tell what's going on. Um. Oh, oh, your gun has very limited ammo, and ammo is relatively scarce at the beginning for some reason. You would think that they would give you a lot of ammo early on, but they don't. And so you do, you run into these auto turrets, which these auto turrets, they <laughs> pop up, and if you don't yeah. immediately line of sight or go out of range of them, they just kill you. Yeah. You can't dodge them. They have a ton of health. Like it, It's just, there's, there is nothing redeeming about this game. There, there's just nothing redeeming about this game. I can't imagine people like being hyped for this game. I feel so bad for them back in the day. The um the flies, you may have mentioned this also, but another annoying thing about them, they they are the most annoying thing in the game, I think, first off. Um aside from the sound, they're so hard to hit cuz they're yeah, up in dude, the they're air. They're so thin. They're so thin. <laughs> and they usually will like move to the side real fast on your first shot. So you almost automatically miss the first shot most of the time. Uh and their pathing is really random, I noticed, it? too. Yeah, it's super random, which is like, what the fuck? Like, why would you not make it consistent? You know what? Uh, I was going to mention the uh, the frog sound also. Just that. God. 
like robotic jumping noise over and over again. But you know what also was a hilariously like loud and annoying noise is the big fucking robots. Oh yeah. Every mob had this like super annoying so loud. Super loud, yeah. And it it's like oh my we haven't even scratched on how this game freaking starts, by the way. The storyline is the cringiest thing ever. It is so cringy. And the animations are so bad. It's like you just have this voice acting over these these terribly drawn uh, <laughs> characters, and you're supposed to feel something for it. And the only thing I do is feel sorry for the people who had to work on this. Like it's, oh man, do you story? Yeah, tell us about the, Do you remember anything specific about the story? Because I watched the whole intro, which goes on way too long. Yeah, dude, off. I watched the first <laughs> half and I was like, "Fuck this!" Like I just, I skipped I skipped about halfway through. <laughs> Basically, you're supposed to be finding some ancient <sighs> sword. That's like super powerful or something because some bad guy wants it. Or something. That's the best that's the best thing you've said so far. Or something. <laughs> um The uh there's there if if there is thankfully an option to turn this off, but by default you have limited saves in the game. Oh man, I just only saved when I got one of those tokens. Yeah, that's limited. So you, oh, okay. holy shit, you only you actually used that? Oh, I didn't get. I didn't get. Trust me, I died a shit ton, and I had to replay it many parts. So oh man, I feel I sorry for you. I, I I ran. Th- I figured out that you can run through a lot of levels. You can just uh, sprint okay, your way yeah. through and not interact with the mobs. That makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. turned that off very early on, so you can <laughs> save whenever. Uh, because I just couldn't bear to replay through any part of this game. Basically, um. One thing that was hilarious <laughs> is uh, there's one part very early on where you come to some door or something that he can't get past, and it goes to cutscene, <laughs> and he goes, your character goes, I don't have the firepower to blast through that gate. I wonder if I can, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a ghost comes and like blows the gate open. <laughs> yeah, as if like he knew that was going to happen. Yeah. That was super random and weird. Uh, I mean, I'm sure story-wise it supposedly makes sense, but uh, sorry, I didn't get to complete the story to figure out who the ghost was. Um, did you uh, Did you notice the game talking shit to you, by the way? Yeah, like if you accidentally kill yourself, it says a uh, hero died at life or, or, or failed at life. Yeah, it's, it's so just... Yeah, sp- speaking of which, the first the character's name is Hero, H-I-R-O. Ugh. Um. Also, the level design is pretty terrible. It's like they went from Doom, which has crazy awesome level design, and then you've got this game where you're fighting everything in these narrow ass corridors, and you can barely tell that they're corridors because the the maps are so the the background is so melded. Yeah, and the game is so dark. Yeah, I forgot. I did forget about having to turn the brightness all. It took me a while to get through. I actually fired my gun at walls to try and figure out where to go at times. <laughs> oh, and there are some like, places where your where the bullets reflect off of walls, and I uh, know. and you can kill yourself doing that. I, I like I, one of the things I got super frustrated at was the first boss, the flying dragonfly thing. Oh yeah. So like. You walk in there and the bridge breaks down and all these mobs spawn and you deal with mobs. And I was like, okay, so I got like this super powerful armor. I have 400 health. 
I guess I just walk through the, the door now. Nope. You just get blown to bits. <laughs> I was just like, like you guys have got to give people direction. You can't just drop them in this game. And be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. Like yeah. after I tell the boss, I'm like, okay, what do I do now? And I like looked around, looked around. I'm like, oh, I guess I just walked through this doorway. Nope. Just get freaking killed. I'm just like, oh. Um, what, what, did you get, oh, well, did you get to, um, where how many get, levels did you get in? I'm not sure how many levels, but did you get an ally? No. Okay. <laughs> Does it get better at that point? No, 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 no. Oh. It doesn't get better at all. Uh, oh. first of all, even before you get there, if once you get to parts of the game where there are other human characters, like, there's, there's like bad guys, I mean. Well, there are two things. There are kind of neutral human characters that are kind of, I think they're like workers or something in the gotcha. sewer or wherever you are. And then there are some bad guys too. The neutral ones just like scream and run all over the place as soon as they see you, basically, most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. Uh, and then there are some regular like bad guys that'll just shoot at you. But whenever you kill a human, like these huge, gigantic, like body part chunks just start flying all over the place. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. But later on, you do get uh there are two allies that you eventually get. And I think you have them both at the same time. I didn't get that far. I did get to the first ally and uh, played with and I stopped shortly after I got the first ally. The character's name is Superfly Johnson, first off. <laughs> and he he's a melee he, so they actually fight with you it's not like an escort it's not like a character you're escorting it's a, like a person that's fighting with you but you you can you can give them commands like just stay here which is the best idea usually just to tell them just to wait you know stay here then you go clear out the room and then get them to follow you you know but uh mm -hmm. he does melee damage that's his attack is melee so he's sitting there running in front of you attacking characters while you're supposed to be shooting them with a gun Somehow without hitting him, because they do take friendly fire. What? <laughs> so you can guess how good that goes, and why I mostly just told him to wait. We, we didn't even talk about the punching aspect of it, too. So when you run out of ammo, you're forced to, to punch the mobs. And one, you have no idea what the hell you're hitting, because your accuracy is zero. Like, you're just <laughs> swinging wildly. It does minimal damage. It is such a stupid mechanic. But yeah, it was... The punching thing, I was like, oh, I'm out of ammo. Okay, I'll just watch up, walk up and punch all these mobs. And I was like dancing around them and not getting hit very much. And then I was just like, oh, I'm not even hurting these guys. Like, it's especially like the the auto turrets. You keep, if you're out of ammo, you're basically screwed unless you just run past them. Yeah. Yeah, no sense in even trying to punch usually unless you absolutely have to. Did you um, get any cool guns? No, not really. Um, I did get the, the, the best one I got was like a... Uh, it was kind of like the shotgun, except it is more powerful and it fires four shots consecutively. Um, it's okay. kind of weird. You you press it once and it goes, bam, 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 bam. But like, you know, usually with a gun that has some sort of automatic firing, it lets it stops when you let off the button, you know. But this mm -hmm. one, you push it once and then it does four shots no matter how long you hold onto the button. So you're gonna be shooting. Whether you know whether whether you like it or not, so you like got to make sure you're ready to waste all that ammo before you use it. It's kind of weird, but it was very powerful. Uh, it does also the, the game does have a sort of like a leveling system, which is kind of uh kind of unique for a first person shooter, especially at the time. 
you can uh like level up your damage or your firing speed or your like movement speed and i think the other one is your uh oh okay and also your constitution and also your jumping ability you can over time you can level those things up one by one Uh, yeah, this was, uh, I, reg- I kind of regret us not playing something else. I mean, I could have obviously not voted against certain games and maybe made us play them. <laughs> this, this is a tough one. When I first, I think I messaged you after I played for like an hour and a half one day. Ooh. It was like the second or third time I tried playing and I was just so frustrated. I, I was trying to get further in and I was just getting so irritated, just dying to stupid things or running out of ammo. Oh gosh, it was just so stupid. Yeah. That is one of the worst games I've ever played. Wow, really? I, I couldn't stand it. Like the visuals alone were just and the sound. Effects. It's pretty ugly. It's pretty. It's the sound effects. I think are the worst part of the game. Yeah, I agree. Followed for me, it would be followed closely by the level design, which is just so terrible. There's oh, again, yeah. you're so just boring. Narrow hallways, narrow caves, narrow corridors mm-hmm. the whole time. So you're like peeking through a door, shooting, then running back behind it. With, like, no strategy whatsoever. Uh, again, as you mentioned, the characters, are the, the bad guys are super annoying in every way. They're hard to hit. The The damage they do is annoying. The sounds they make are hilariously annoying. Oh, my gosh. Those bugs are awful. It's going to be nightmares, man. Just they, such a brutal noise. They have to be, like, the worst enemy in a, in a video game. <laughs> like, top ten, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just but based on the sound effect alone. I mean, and then you talk about the, the how difficult it is to hit them and how annoying they are. <laughs> yeah. I feel like th- that this game, they thought of, all right, what are some new ideas we can put in this game that hasn't been done in a first-person shooter really before? And they did that a whole lot without thinking, without spending time to, like, figure out if that was, if these things were, were fun. Because hmm. it does do a lot of... Uh, well, maybe not a lot, but it does do quite a few new things. Like you don't, you don't typically have, you know, bugs and like frogs and stuff, especially not like robot frogs or like, you know, smaller type, like, like insect, like, or reptilian, uh, creatures in first person shooters like this, where you have to, where they're flying around and you have to hit them or where they're like jumping at you, you have to hit them. That's, that stuff is all new, but, um, it's not fun. And then there's like the leveling system which is you know take it or leave it uh there's the save the weird save system which had never been done and turns out is a terrible idea there's the ally system which was again at the time pretty not not entirely unique but the way they did it is maybe a little bit different but that sucked the level does like the levels and like the 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 setting and all that were, were different but 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 that sucked as well so I really feel like they were like, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. Like things that weren't very, you know, things that were new ideas, but they all were not good ideas. Yeah. Like they tried to do too much at once and maybe nothing. Well, yeah. yeah. I give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. This is a rough one. I'm very curious to see how our, how our listeners fared, but yeah, it was, uh, I'm going to say probably similarly. Watch. This is my favorite game of all time. <laughs> what? Get out of my podcast. Get out of my podcast. All right. Well, there is Daikatana. Um, I'm sorry to everyone that we made you play this game. Whoever played it with us. Yeah, I am as well, actually. Uh, I think we're going to be figuring out a new uh, game of the quarter. 
do you want to do that now or or at least our options or do you want to do it after top fives how do you want to, what do you think um you can knock it out now if you want you want to go you, so you got some ideas or an idea or something oh it's your turn uh, it's your turn no, to, it's yeah your turn i forgot about that yeah no it's gonna it's gonna take me some time for sure why don't you try why don't you think about it between now and like the end of the episode See if you can come you up with any. Pressure on me, Robert. I'm sorry. Just you don't have to, but just I'm try. Break down, Robert. <laughs> See if you can come up with if if it's a number of games or just even just a single game or a way to f- figure out a random game. However you want to do it. See if you can come up with something between now and the end of the episode. If not, we'll do it next time. Okay. All right. Uh, top fives. This was uh, what was the top five this time? Ah, oh, top five things we say the most. We're doing this on each other. Yeah, I. Well, if we talked about this a little before the podcast. Yeah. This one was, it was going into it. I thought it was going to be a lot better and more fun than coming out of it. I feel like I, I listen to. Obviously, you and I hang out a decent amount, even outside the podcast. And there are certain things you say and do, but I don't feel like there's enough. That but we are, can't well, talk about those on. <laughs> can't talk wait, about what do you those. mean? It's uh, a joke. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, did I miss something? Um, yeah, th- this was a tough one. A lot of mine are noise, more or less noises. And I was trying to think <laughs> about like what order I want to put them. I'm just gonna, they're really in no, uh, no particular order. I feel exact. Yeah. As we were say- talking about shortly before the podcast, I feel exactly the same way. This didn't turn out as interesting as I thought it was going to, uh, but here we are. Okay. Let's, let's do our best. Um, I'll go first. Let's see. Actually, I need to order mine. So give me just one second. I I, I literally have mine. The only one I have in order is the first one because it, it actually makes me laugh every time you do this. <laughs> um, I can go if you if you want to. Um, I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, let's do. Um, actually, no, I don't. Yeah, you go ahead. My number five for you is super cool. You say super. Cool oh, really? Do I? Yeah, it's super cool when you do it too. No, uh, <laughs> oh, I know. It is. You, you, it's it's interesting. You you don't say it for a little while, and then you'll say it once, and then all of a sudden you'll start saying it a bunch of times. <laughs> in a, in a area. I, I think you and I you and I have like this this bank of like five words that we use to describe games, and we pull from those pools constantly. And I, I think a super super cool is definitely in, definitely in your pool. All right, that's a good one. I, that's that's interesting because I didn't know about that one. Um, all right, for <laughs> my number five, I'm gonna do this one as my number five because you don't really do it anymore. But you did use to quite a bit. And that oh, is that is this. Oh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> it used to be all the time. I, but I don't think you do it anymore. No, no, I try to avoid it. Like I'll mute my mic and stuff as much yeah. as I can. Yeah. I also right. have a different headset too, which is easier to mute it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh my number four is um Hey <laughs> yep. Um, I know. Yeah, I, you and I both do this. Uh, it's actually, I almost did it right there. <laughs> yep. You and I both do this. We use it to keep sentences going. and, and I, I, There's a reason we do it, but there are times when I yeah. hear you do it and it makes me smile. Because I know in my head, I'm like, I know I do it just as much as he does. I just don't hear it. I notice it uh, uh, when I do the... Um, when I edit the <laughs> I, know, I notice it when I when I edit the episodes. And it's usually... Um, it, it's especially prominent between sections of the podcast or bet, or between gate like between major topics you know if we're going 
from one game, if I'm talking about one game and then I'm stopping and going to another or stopping and going to top fives or emails or whatever it is. Yeah, I understand the purpose that's of it. That's usually not- when I'll go, uh, yeah, okay, let's to connect this. it without breaking it up. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But I you're, you. but I, but I do do it a lot. You're right. And I've, and I don't notice it in the time, but whenever I go back and listen to the episodes, then it really stands out. Yeah. Okay. What you got? That was mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, my number four is, I'll be honest. Interesting. Do I still say that? that Damn. Not, I used to say not going to lie a lot. Uh, yeah, that was another one that I thought about, but I think you say, I don't think you say that that much anymore. Um, it's like the most dishonest thing you can say. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, he'll say, he'll say, <laughs> that kind of guy, that we're, we're going to notice it every time. You'll say, I'll be honest, you know, I just didn't really like this game. Or, yeah. I'll be honest, this isn't my type of game, but I can see, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I think, and again, it's not one that really stands out. This is why, again, one of the one of the reasons I did, wasn't really happy with this list overall, the way it turned out. But if I had to come up with with one, then this would, I think this would probably be the number four one. Cool. My All number right. three is like. We both do this. Wow, is that only number? I thought for sure that was going to be number one. Uh, I didn't really do it in order of, of like how often it happens, okay. more so of, of how, what I appreciate about it. Okay. Uh, my number one I have for you, I, I really appreciate But like is something you and I both do, and, and I'll hear myself do it, and I try not to, but I still do. It's so difficult not to. It, it, it's yeah. funny because I, I kind of accept the fact that I do it, and I don't really dislike it. Uh, but it's just it's just funny when sometimes you and I will be going off on tangents and I hear it and I'm just like, oh man, that's so funny. <laughs> yep. All right, my number three is I hate you. No, yeah. Usually, you usually comes when during honey pop discussions. Yep, I was gonna say anything to do with <laughs> honey pop or anything along those lines. Yep. All right, enough said on that one. I think uh, number two. Yeah. Uh, number two is you know. You don't say this very often, but every once in a while, it, it catches my ear. And I don't hear many people who say this. Like, you'll finish a sentence and be like, you know? Oh, really? I didn't know that I'd do that. Yeah, you do it every once in a while. It's not, it's not, it's not as common. Like, you say like a ton, but yeah. you know is, is one of those ones I'll hear every once in a while. And it's usually the, you're, you're finishing, like, a very long uh, explanation on something. You're talking about something for a while. You'll just, you know? <laughs> it's probably where I've not done a good job of explaining what I'm talking yeah. about, but then I'm you asking, know? you know, like to see if you're following me whatsoever, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. My number two is, um, where do you go? Ah, here we go. Super duper fun. Ah, oh, there it is. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah. You knew that was coming. Yeah. Ah, uh, this game is super duper fun. Highly recommend I say that at work. Do you? Yeah. I say super duper a lot at work. <laughs> All right, number one. My number one is not a. It's not a word. It's. <laughs> I, I love when you do that. Like when you laugh super hard, you're like. <laughs> it, it doesn't have. It's like once an episode, maybe I'll get you going, but it, it makes me laugh every time you do it. It's, it's just. It's such a. Uh, it's such a. What's the word? Genuine response, like a genuine laugh or a genuine response to something I've said. I can see and it, that. It makes me laugh. I appreciate that one. That one a lot. That's funny. I uh, would not have thought of that, but I, but I think you're. I think you're right. I think I do do that a lot. Yours is so much better than mine too. There's much more color to it when you really? do it. Is there? Yeah, you get more lips involved. You get more lip action going. <laughs> All right, my last one is. 
it's an RTS. Oh yeah, classic. <laughs> I, I had a feeling this was going to be on there. I actually had one similar for you that I took off. Oh, what was it? No, it was it was something like um, if you like point and click adventures or if you like this kind of game, then you would love this. Like it, it was one of those kind of sentences. Gotcha. Yeah, I call way too many games an RTS. I, I know I do. <laughs> it's like it's an RTS turn based MMORPG with you know card game elements and point click adventure mechanics. <laughs> This was this turned out a little bit better than I thought. Uh, once we once we got into it, or at least our last couple were pretty good. I'm glad to hear Kill Yourself was on here. I've tried to stop saying that as much. I still do say it, especially outside the podcast. <laughs> no, I did. But... I did think of that, but I I think that was. I don't think you say that very much anymore at all. No, I think I, I kind of chilled out on that quite a bit. <laughs> chilled out on telling people to go kill themselves. Yep. All right. Uh, not bad list. Why don't we... Okay, well, yeah, we're sorry. We already talked about this. Uh, our next list, we're going to do games that you feel like you should like, but you don't. And what I mean by this is not that it's a game that everybody else likes, but it's a game that, um, is usually the exact type of game that you like. Yep. Uh, and, and, Think and of genres. That's kind of the best. Like a really pop, like maybe yeah. something in a genre that you, you're like, I should like this game. I think that's a perfect way of saying yeah. it. Yeah, a, a game that's in a genre that you that you typically really love, and that has a good reputation as being a good game. Most other people seem to like it, but for some reason you don't. Yeah. Um. Not just games. It, it, not just games that are that are popular that you don't like. Cool. Uh, hey, um. For a game of the quarter, how would you feel about doing Gog's Diablo? I, hey, it's your. If that's what you want to do, that's fine with me. Sounds fun to me. In all this, seriousness, this, I is mean, your, this is your turn this time. I would love to do something special for it too. If we if we either could do maybe we could do some sort of potentially either something live or something where we have a contest going. I think either one of those would be pretty fun. We could do that. Apparently, um, it I what I hear is getting multiplayer is is a little bit complicated. You have to like okay. download shit and like third party stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, like Game um, Ranger or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, okay. There are instruct. There are like Blizzard has instructions for it somewhere. What? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's on Gog. If you go to the page for it on Gog, mm-hmm. um, it says at the top, Battle.net multiplayer requires you to configure the router and firewall ports. Details can be found here. Actually, okay, so maybe you don't have to download any third party stuff. You just have to. Do some manual configuration of, of stuff. Yeah. Let's, okay. uh, if, um, let's, I'm going to put it out there. So if, if people are interested in this, let's let's do it. Let's see if, if, if we get enough. I mean, as long as let's get with you, I think it'd be cool to just kind of get what, what everybody else feels as well. See if they think that it would be. Yeah. Like it's something that might, people would actually want to play. Because I know Daikatana, we had some interest, but then there were a lot of people who were like, no, I know about that. I'm not touching that. <laughs> Okay, cool. So let's let's say tentatively Daikatana or, or Diablo. Oh, rather. you watch your mouth. <laughs> You're not making me do that again. Um, write us in and think. Tell us if you think that sounds fun to you. If that if you yeah, think that would be a good game of the quarter, or if you think not. I maybe think we could play. Maybe we could open a server and play with fans. In all seriousness, if people would want to play with us, if that's something, if we can get it set up to where it's easy to join, we could let you guys know when we're playing and, and invite people. Send yeah, information. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll 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 look into what that process is like and then uh and then go from there but at the cool. at the least you and i should definitely try to uh get in a game together okay all right awesome so tentatively diablo email us and let you know what you think i, th- I think most people are going to be, be be cool with that 
All right. Oh, did, did you like that image I sent you? I sent Robert this image. I was looking through. I've been trying to find some an old school RTS that I haven't played that, that seems really interesting. And I Googled like best RTS games of all time. And I think it was like the ninth game. It was League of Legends. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then three away from that is Dota 2. Yeah. Like, I'm not the only one confused by this, apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's got a, yeah. Even Europa Universalis for i mean that technically is rts but that's kind of stretching it um yeah i don't know about that list okay uh ready for emails Jay, the first email is from Father Beast. The email title is Heroes, Titles, and Daikatana. Would you like me to read it? Uh, Yeah, if you don't mind, I might have you read the first few of these because my allergies are kind of going nuts. No, I completely understand. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, I'm going to make it a little larger here. Give me one second. Father Beast says, hi, classic people. Father Beast here. I wanted to send in my top five list of worst titles, but even though I had my number one and twos picked almost instantly, I had trouble coming up with more than that. It seems that I am mostly okay with what people name their games. But when I went and looked through my collection, it came up with just a few. Uh, Bottom five worst game titles. Number five, World of Goo. It's actually a pretty good game, but the name <laughs> makes me think it's going to need, need, excuse me, that I'm going to need to wash my hands afterwards. This one, let me let me interject real quick. This reminds me of another one that uh, is supposed to be a really good game. It's, it is an RTS. <laughs> uh, it came out, I think, four or five years ago. So it's not old, but it's, it's, it's not new, but it's kind of newish. And it was called Grey Goo, but it was supposed to be really good, actually. Uh, number four, Hodge and Podge. Okay, I have a copy, but this was when I would buy games at the thrift store just because they were cheap. The title tells you nothing of what the game is about. Yeah, I would have no idea. Yeah. Uh, number three, Pikmin. I don't own this, and I don't know what it is, except that it has nothing to do with Pokemon, which which is what it sounds like. I I can actually see that connection. Okay. Yeah. I'm mystified by any by why anyone would title a game with a name so close to Pokemon without being any way related to Pokemon. Number two, Prey. Also Doom, King's Quest, Star Wars Battlefront, and Battlefront 2, and a host of others. Basically, any game which produces a sequel, remake, or re-imaging, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, a reimagining of a game, and gives it the title of the original, with nothing to dis- distinguish it from the original. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. I hate that. Effect, I do hate that too, yeah. Yeah, like it should be King's Quest, you know, Quest for Glory or something, just whatever you want to call it, like add something to it. Is that yeah. the idea? Yep. Uh, the net effect of doing this is to make the original game very difficult to search. And it makes me think the people picking the titles are idiots. And number one, Xbox One. Hey, yep. is, it even po- yeah, is it even possible to make a title worse than this one? I know it's not a game, but the terribleness of this transcends category. I can only imagine that the next couple of machines in the Xbox series will be called Xbox Original and Xbox First. But even then, they will only match, not exceed the awfulness of Xbox One. That one, that is one that really bothers me too. Especially after 360. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, well, I'm not going to make any top lists about Robert or Jay catchphrases. I'm, ha- I'm tr- having trouble coming up with, with interest in that list. 
Uh, I'm going to have to going to have to write in sometime later with an analysis of the advantages and disadvantages of of change from Heroes of Might Magic two to Heroes three. But right now, I want to ask Jay, since you are such a fan of Heroes three, have you played the mega campaign series called Heroes Chronicles? It's a series of campaigns set in this Heroes three game, and even though it was released piecemeal originally, it was only it, excuse me, it is available in its entirety on GOG. No, actually, I haven't heard about this before. I played through the campaign that's associated with Heroes three, which is kind of rough, but no, I'll have to take a look into this. I, I love playing some of the the single player campaign from time to time. They're just super lengthy. Is the only problem. Some of the levels take a couple hours. Um, B says, okay, let's talk about Daikatana. I might not be the best gauge for how good this game is, since I don't even like first-person shooters. This game doesn't even... I feel like this game doesn't even qualify. <laughs> so, you're good. Uh, but since I voted for this game to be our game of the quarter, I felt like I had some sort of obligation to play the game. So I bought it on GOG and fired it up. The first thing about this game is that it was very dark, at least on my system, and I had trouble seeing, even with the brightness turned all the way up and the room lights turned off. This is exactly what I did, and I could not see so funny. I was <laughs> yeah. coupled with that I couldn't tell if I would spin around all the way or halfway when I moved the mouse. Made this game very disorienting. Yeah, I turned down the sensitivity very low for that exact reason. I was having the same issue. I would often shoot that beginner gun at the walls just to light them up so I could see. I did the same thing. Oh, man. Uh, so <laughs> onto the gameplay. I found that in the third room or so, there's a turret that rises from the floor and kills you. This was a stopping point <laughs> even sooner than Kabuto. And I was thinking that maybe this game... this. Excuse me. This was the end of the game for me. Then I made another attempt by looking up the cheat codes. The rest of the game I played on God mode, which made me invulnerable. Uh, that was not the end of my frustration, as the game quickly becomes a series of puzzles where you either have to get around locked doors by crawling through dark vent mazes. I got to walk. Oh, walk I forgot about that. Yeah. That was terrible. I got to walk through to refer to pretty quickly and still had trouble figuring things out. I think the walkthrough might have been for the N64 version because there were so many times that the walkthrough said to go through some hatch that was locked. Enter the second cheat code, no clip, which let me walk through walls. Later on, you pick up two oh, yeah, later on you pick up two companions, Makiko and Superfly, who have to come with you every time you reach a place where the next area loads. I lost track of how many times I was going down a hall and then stopped with the announcement you cannot leave the area without Mikiko and Superfly. And I turned to see where they were and saw them right behind me. And then the game loads to the next area. Tick, 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 tick. You do have to babysit them some, since if they get killed, you lose. At the end of the first part of the game, of three or four, you obtain the titular daikatana? Titular. Titular. Oh, titular. Daikatana, which is a magic sword that only certain people can use, like you and the bad guy who immediately appears and sends you through time. Start the second action. The sec excuse me, second section in ancient Greece. Oh, God. Starting in wow. Greece was actually something of a relief to me because, one, I was without my companions to babysit, and, two, the setting was a lot brighter and easier <laughs> to see than the first one. That makes sense. Uh, I used the Daikatana almost exclusively from then on since the sword gains experience and can level up. Previously, I was enjoying being on god mode and going up to giant robots or missiles, sh uh, shooting squirrels and beating them with my fist. Now, I still played on god mode, but I used the Daikatana instead of my fist. Mostly, I discovered that the sword will do no damage to giant statues, and you still have to <laughs> use the hammer. Speaking of which, when you get sent to this place, you lose all the weapons except for the Daikatana and slowly pick up a host of others. I was upset at first that I couldn't shoot any energy weapon at the walls in the dark tunnels to make them flash, but discovered that the sun flare, which is basically a firebomb, is lit with a flame when you hold it in your hand, and it works even better for lighting dim places. 
The puzzling gets even worse, as you do not only have to crawl through secret passages, but you have to find where are where the levers are. Oh, excuse me, where where there are levers, switches, wheels to turn, uh, to open things up and make you able to be able to progress. I can't even imagine what this what this would be like without a walkthrough and getting killed all the time. Hi, welcome to my experience. Uh, somewhere along the line, I picked up Makiko again and then reached another hard stopping point when I was going through this weird cliffside temple construct and I ran into this place where the walkthrough says to just cross the bridge. Well, the bridge hadn't been lowered, which means <laughs> that I forgot to flip a switch or a lever somewhere in the last several areas. I could no clip across, but, the, but that wouldn't bring Makiko with me and not much further is a place called where you cannot leave this area without Makiko. And wow. that's where I stopped. I couldn't move forward, and I shudder at the idea of playing through again, so I declared that I was done with it. I've done my bit for the podcast. I can't even say I hope you guys got any further like I did with Kabuto, because that was a little bit enjoyable. <laughs> now, this game wasn't all bad. The selection of weapons was interesting, and playing around with them was pretty cool. And then in Greece, you get a whole new selection of weapons that is also pretty cool. But playing through it, even on god mode, with even with no clip, this is an absolute chore. A week after I quit, I realized I could have progressed by looking up cheats to advance to the next level, but I couldn't make myself go back to it. That unlowered bridge where I stopped reminded me of playing a Sierra game where you don't know uh, that the game is now unwinnable because it's something you didn't do you needed to do. Oh, and the save gem system, which I'm sure you guys mentioned, have mentioned, basically makes it so you can't save uh, scum in this game, which uh, might make it more playable, or maybe not. Anyway, Daikatana does, a, does not get a positive vote from me. If I had the choice again, I would vote for one of the other console games and watch, uh, and watch some Let's Play on YouTube. <laughs> looking, for, yeah, looking forward to more from you guys, Father Beast. Wonderful email. Holy crap. Yeah, I think watching Let's Plays on YouTube beats the heck out of playing Daikatana no matter what game it is. God, that game was brutal. That was pretty bad. The the funny part is, me. Oh, if anybody else had released this, everybody would have forgotten about it by now. But the fact that it was supposed that it was so highly anticipated, and they had the John Romero is going to make you his bitch ads, that those are the reasons why people still talk about this game. I think so funny. All right, next, uh, I'll take this one because it's not too long. This okay. is from, um, Chris. The uh, I like this subject line. It says, new huge fan in all, well, not in all caps, but, but with three exclamation marks. <laughs> he said, Chris says, guys, this email might be a little long, but bear with me. I'm absolutely stoked to have found your show because it is, because as I have been am aging, I have been looking <laughs> for more good old fashioned fun that I remember from growing up. And you guys are talking about so many of those games. I just found your show about two to three weeks ago, and I've been working my way from episode one, so I've got quite a ways to go, but I'm loving how many shows I get to look forward to. Wow, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you hearing that. Uh, hey, uh, I lost my place. Oh, here we go. Halfway through the first show, I started, feel, I started fearing that you might have fizzled out after 50 or 60 shows, so I'm glad to see that you are going strong. We somehow are. While you all might get on each other's nerves with Robert fapping over Metal Gear Solid <laughs> and Blake and Jay gushing over Final Fantasy Tactics and Chrono Trigger, that is a huge part of the fun because it is exactly what any listener remembers doing with their friends growing up. I, I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, I guess it, I guess it is right. Busting balls while playing those games. 
I'll keep my future emails shorter, but here are a few games I'm going back to revisit once you have inspired me. Uh, by the way, this email is not very long, Chris, so don't worry about that at all. This, may, this, is, this is probably shorter than average. So uh, this is what? Uh, five... Okay, the games that he's going to go back to revisit since we have inspired him. Okay, this kind of like this is kind of like the uh, the email that Jeff sent us last time. All right, this first one he mentions is Maniac Mansion. I fucking love this game and loved it growing up. I had to skip ahead to episode sixty one just to hear what Robert would say about it, and I definitely recommend it. I have beaten it, but not with every combination of characters, and that changes the endings. Next one, Ogre Battle. Another awesome game that I highly recommend after it was brought up by Blake, I think. Original in its use of those tarot uh, tarot cards and the strategy of alignments and the extra characters you can acquire based on your reputation. Robert slash Blake, give this one a play. I was actually thinking about maybe trying to play this sometime soon. Next, Final Fantasy Tactics. Similar in some ways to Ogre Battle, if you like those place your units then fight games, which I does. Next, OG Nintendo, Mega Man's, Castlevania's, Bionic Commando, Dick Tracy. I love it. Nobody else ha- nobody else has to. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've got about 50 cartridges. Wow. And the NES I got when I was 10 still works. Okay, sorry for this long-ass email, but I've been waiting to send in my appreciation. No. <laughs> but I've been waiting to send in my appreciation for a couple weeks now, and, ep- and every episode hypes me up more. Keep it up. If not for you, I'd be watching the news and listening to more political podcasts. And that shit's getting depressing. I am I right there with you. <laughs> I can see that. I listen to podcasts a lot at work, and, and I'll, I'll have to pull my off to unplug myself after a while and watch something positive for that exact reason. So, yep. Welcome. Thank you for the email. And all seriousness, I'm glad, glad you're enjoying it. But there's going to be some spoilers coming up regarding the, uh, the some of the changes to the podcast, though. Huh? Well, because he said, uh, he was suggesting that you and Blake play. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, classic, he signs it, Classic Gaming Podcast Fan Man. Chris. Chase, do you hear that? I think he's trying to usurp Chase's title, maybe. I think we're going to have to have a fight. <laughs> I think so, too. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. I, uh, again, we, re- we really do appreciate uh, we really do. the compliments. Thank you for the kind words. Now, here's a long one. This one, Jay, you can take. This is from Simon. <clears throat> All right. Greetings, classic gaming podcast hosts and listener. Just chiming in with some comments on the game of the quarter. And by just chiming in, I mean writing an essay because apparently I'm medically incapable of writing short emails. Because I'm an idiot, I bought the Nintendo 64 version of Daikatana. It says, uh, years ago, I decided that a fantastic way to waste all my time and money would be to attempt to acquire a complete N64 collection. Wow. Uh, wow. I bought about three games and then got over it. But I, guess, <laughs> but I guess some part of me is still holding on to that goal because when you announced that Daikatana would be the game of the quarter, I rationalized spending $30 on the. I spent like 65 cents and that was too much. You're crazy. <laughs> uh, I rationalized spending $30 on the N64 version by telling myself that it would bring me one step closer to a full collection. One step, excuse me, one out of 389 steps, but still closer. The first thing I noticed about the N64 version was that a message popped up saying that it had detected my expansion pack and I could use high resolution graphics mode. Of course, this doesn't mean that the game had, 
excuse me, that the game defaults to high resolution graphics mode when it detects the expansion pack, you have to go into the settings and turn it on oh manually every time you start the game. One time I forgot to do it and then I didn't notice any difference. The graphics <laughs> were equally, equally bad whether I had it on low or high graphics mode. There were several moments when I found myself losing health and I couldn't even tell what was shooting at me. Yes, I ran into that. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh. usually with... That happened to me a few times close to where I stopped playing. There are some turrets on this one part, and but they're like really high up. So I'll just be getting shot by something. I'm like, look at all over, and I just don't see anything, and then I just die. Ugh. Um, I know the Nintendo 64 isn't exactly acclaimed for its amazing graphics, but it's not as if this game came out at the start of the system's life cycle when developers were still figuring out how to make the most of it. A big part of the problem with Daikatana's graphics is that I was, excuse me, is that I assume it was trying to go for a more realistic look by the standards of the time. So everything ends up being plastered with textures made up of various shades of brown <laughs> and grays with an occasional blue through in. And it all just blends together. Compare that to, to a game that came out four years earlier, like Super Mario 64, when it, with its vibrant, cartoony art style. It may not be very detailed, but at least you can tell where everything is. The second issue with the N64 version is that it doesn't save games on the cartridge which meant I had to go and dig out my controller pack to be able to save my game. At least I can give Nintendo credit for their hardware because I don't think I've used my controller pack for 10 years and it still worked perfectly, which is more than I can say for my third-party GameCube memory cards. But it was a bit frustrating to have to juggle between the controller pack and the rumble pack for the full experience, especially because you could only swap them at certain points or it wouldn't recognize that you had changed. Hmm. I know it's pretty minor in the scheme of things and it was better than not having, excuse me, it was better than not having rumble pack support at all, but it was very disappointing hassle to deal with just be, excuse me, to deal with just because John Romero had spent all his money on the world's worst marketing campaign instead of buying save batteries for the cartridges. Uh, real quick. <clears throat> another thing that they, that he did blow his money on during this game was uh, their office. I remember reading in masters of doom, which is the story about it. And you know, the, and you know, stuff that came after it. Um, if I remember correctly, I, I may be wrong on the exact specifics here, but it was something completely extravagant when he was trying to find, you know, of course he had been hugely successful and, you know, was of course expecting that success to continue. Uh, the, the office he bought for ion storm was like at the top of this office building. And it had this glass ceiling that opened up so you could like see the sky above you and all this kind of stuff. The rent for it was literally, it was something like a million dollars a month. What a jackass. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, well, I mean, I don't think it was a jackass thing. I think he was like, this is going to be an awesome office for, you know, to like inspire people and like for our workers to work in. I don't think he did it as for, from like a showmanship point of view. Um, okay. I think he did it just because like, I mean, honestly, at the time he had the money and, uh. A, a million dollars for it. That's it was, insane. It might have. I think it really was a million dollars a month. Good Lord. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but one of the other things I found weird is also a product of the N64 version. Apparently, the employees in the facility in the first episode run and scream when they see you in the PC version. Well, in the N64 version, they just go about their job as if some strange guy with a massive gun didn't just wander into their workplace. I mean, it's based in America. Come on. I'm kidding. Uh, you can even walk up and talk to them and they make 
all, they all make comments in bad grammar about how much they hate their job, such as, is it quitting time yet? I can only assume this was the developers projecting their own feelings into the game. Ouch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, one thing I will say was pretty decent was the sound effects. What? What? No. What game were you playing? What? No. Maybe, maybe Nintendo 64 doesn't have sound. Wow. Particularly the sound that plays when you switch weapons. They all had unique sounds that were very crisp and clear, which was pretty surprising compared to the graphics. As for the actual gameplay, I should probably preface this by say, saying that I basically never play first-person shooters. The only ones I've ever spent a decent amount of time on were Wolfenstein 3D and Goldeneye, and I probably haven't touched either one of those in 15 years. In fact, I barely play first-person shooter games of any genre, and I am notoriously bad at controlling them, so I expected to have a really hard time with this game. But I found Daikatana surprisingly easy, easy to control and had no problem using the C buttons for movement and the control stick for aiming. Once I managed to actually decipher a target against the background, I generally didn't have any problem shooting it. The only part I really struggled with was the part in the first episode where you have to do a jump up a small series of platforms to get to a higher level. I don't know who in their right mind ever thought first-person platforming was a good idea. All in all, I didn't find the gameplay as terrible as I expected. I think I got less than halfway through the game, and I doubt I'll continue. But it's not as excuse me, it's not so much that I hated playing it as much that I just didn't have much interest in it. It's hard to know how much of that was because of this specific game and how how much was because I just don't care about the genre because I don't have much to compare it to. And that's about all I have to say about Dai Katana. Looking forward to hearing what the next game of the quarter will be and whether it's something that will also encourage me to waste money unnecessarily buying N64 carts on eBay. <laughs> don't make it Snowboard Kids 2 because that goes for like 350 and I'm not sure if I'm ready to, to, to make that kind We're of doing it. All right, there's our game of the quarter, Snowboard Kids 2. I gotta, I've never heard of this. I gotta look this up. Snowboard I was just gonna do too. the same. Very funny. <clears throat> oh, I remember this box art. Is this a good game? A good it, game. it looks like it got good reviews. It looks huh. like the snowboards part from Final Fantasy VII. That's what it looks like. You Did you that? ever play? What was the snowboarding? The other snowboarding oh, game? The really popular one. I think so. Was it? Um, oh, like no. I almost said white. Uh, ten eighty. Oh yeah, yeah. That game was fun. My brother was really into like action sports types games. And he got me into like that and Tony Hawk and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I, got, I got some good exposure on those. Nice. All right. Thank you, Simon. Yeah. Thanks, Simon. Great email. I'm I'll sorry take... that you liked that game. As you did. <laughs> I'll take the last one. This is another fairly short one. This is oh, from... only four. Yeah. How dare you guys? This is Chase. Um, Chase the Night Cleaner. The subject line is the greatest sword that ever was a sword. <clears throat> Hello, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here, and I'll take S-words for $500. It is my hope that at least one of you gets this Celebrity Jeopardy joke. I do. Get it? Is this from Saturday Night Live? It's from Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. Ah, I get it now. I do get it now. There it is. Um, By the way, did you hear about uh, Alex Trebek? Yeah, that was really sad. I I was really happy to see that, you know, kind of made that video letting everybody know and and what he's doing and stuff really cool way to go about it respect him for doing that yeah i agree takes a lot of courage especially that type of cancer that is a a notoriously lethal cancer right it's supposed to be really bad so Mm. best of luck to him yeah in all seriousness um okay back to chase's email uh so do either of you have an s word that best describes daikatana Mm, garbage super super fly (laughs) super fly 
Also, how are you, gentlemen? I'm going on vacation this weekend, so I'm in a, I'm in a pretty good pretty good mood right now. Oh, that's awesome. You psyched? I only have two days of work left. Yeah, we're going up to a cabin, me and a, some of my close friends with Lisa. And we're yeah, just going to play tabletop games Sounds and go like... hiking and, you know, chill. Sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm excited, too, because my new amp comes in tomorrow. I'm gonna oh, start yeah. Playing with some actual amplified sound coming out of my guitar for the first time in a very long time. It's going to be a blast. Enjoy. Uh, just wanted to do a quickie today, so let's jump right into it. Question of the day, how do you think your tastes in gaming have changed over time, and why do you think they changed? Ooh, I think about this all the time, actually. I, I think part of my gaming taste has changed, but I also hold on to certain certain attributes of what I'm into, and I've noticed that at a certain point, I really haven't evolved. I, I Like we talked about this earlier, I don't think I enjoy a lot of the stuff that's popular today, specific genres, and I think you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what really has stuck. I would with me. say one thing that I've noticed is that I um enjoy strategy games a whole lot more, and I don't even mean <laughs> like not even like StarCraft, like not even real time strategy so much, but but a lot of games that involve strategy that's more turn based stuff, um, and some real-time strategy as well, but but basically games that I have to, like, really think about. Yeah. I, not so much the mechanics. Of exactly. It. Not so much yeah, the mechanics. I'm getting to that point, too. Yeah. And I don't I don't know why that necessarily is. Could be a bunch of reasons. But um, I find it much more engaging if it's a game that I have to think about. Yep. Um, and, I, and, and especially if I have, you know, as much time as I need to do that thinking. Uh, I, I... Rather than, like you said, mechanics. I was going to say one thing that I've noticed is graphics are on the very low end of the totem pole for me. Oh, yeah. I I don't mind low graphics games. I don't mind creative graphics. So like we talk about Paper Mario, this game, uh, Thousand Year Door, this game's almost twenty years old or fifteen years old, and it's got this this cute art style. It's it's very very colorful, very vibrant, but it's it's great. It holds up and it's just enough for me. I don't care for realism. I, I don't really think realism is going to be a thing for me until it's like so good it's it's on right it's like you can't tell the difference right so i don't really like ultra realism realism so i love when these these developers take a real creative perspective and try to do something different or take a take something that's already been done and improve on it and i truly appreciate that graphics generally are not something that i care about that much music is absolutely pivotal for me and like you talked about gameplay and as i get older i am starting to enjoy more strategy-based things than i am mechanically driven type games so i think you and i kind of share that yeah, I think so too. Cool. Great question, Chase. He says, for, for me, I've noticed that as I have gotten older, I've stopped caring about first-person shooters and RTS <laughs> games a whole lot less. Uh, but that my love for platformers, turn-based strategy games, and JRPGs has been enduring pretty well. And that's <laughs> it. Email done. Thanks, as always, for doing what you do and for this little slice of community feedback where we all get to talk your ears off. Cheers and talk again soon. Chase, the night cleaner. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Chase. Uh, Classic current gaming subcast. I wanted to bring something to your attention. Did I talk to you about auto chess yet? Uh... I don't, Maybe? I don't think I've talked about some pod- is this this is the game that's in Dota 2. Did I talk about it? I have heard time? about it. I don't think I think maybe you and I, or maybe it wasn't even you and me, but I think definitely not in the podcast, no. Okay. 
I just wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit because, you know, my brother and I are always trying to figure out what the next big genre is going to be. And right now, obviously, MOBAs are kind of fading and the Battle Royales are picking up traction. I think Battle Royales are probably at their prime right now. Um, it And we were trying to figure out what is what we think is going to be next. And we stumbled across this from a friend of ours, which is this auto chess game. And I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I, I think it's okay. I think I might get more into it when, when somebody actually develops a, a client-specific game for this. Because right now, it's a custom map that is developed within the Dota 2 system. It is a very unique concept, and I think that people will expand on this and make this into its own client. I just want to kind of bring it to everybody's attention just because it's always nice to, to know what the cutting edge thing is. I don't think this will be, this will dethrone MOBAs. This won't dethrone Battle Royales, but I think it'll be one of those niche type games that has a strong, consistent following, kind of like where Hearthstone was a couple years ago. Okay. Um, but the auto chess concept is, it's sort of deck building. You essentially, I, I don't want to explain too much because I, I don't fully understand the game, but it's very deck building oriented. Uh, if you take a look, just if you Google auto chess Dota 2, just take a peek at it. I think this is something that's going to be pretty big. And I think there's going to be, I think a lot of people like us are going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be something that's going to pick up traction. And like I said, I think when somebody actually develops it outside of the Dota 2 client, I think is when we'll see it blow up to something bigger. So so how, can you give us like a kind of a little rundown of, of how a game goes? Sure. So essentially you have the, you have this platform um, and you have each turn, which the game is very fast paced, oddly enough, you can buy units, you can sell units and you can put units on the board. And then when the timer runs out, you, you see what you, you generally know what your opponent is going to be because you are either facing somebody else, what, what they have on their board, or you're facing a PVE type situation. You don't, there's no micro. So your build is how, how successful you are. And there's combinations of units. You can combine units to make, stronger versions of those units there's synergy and there's a lot of strategy involved in it and you can position your units on this chessboard and then once the timer runs down they basically just run at each other and there's a lot of strategy involved and it's it's like i said there's already a ladder for it there's a very popular discord that people are using because it's getting it's building so much traction right now and that's that's about as much as i know about it like i said i, I have only played a handful of times i've watched probably a couple hours at least of it but i think it's going to be something that's going to be pretty popular in the future how hard is it to get into very. I, you have to know what you're doing. I, that's part of my concern with it is I just don't really want to invest the time into it. You have to know about the different units, their synergies. And again, you have very short amount of time between your turns. And it's very frustrating if you don't fully complete your turn because you can just straight out lose. So, Huh, cool. Yeah, I've, I have heard about this, but I know nothing about it. Yeah. I might have to check it out. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> my brother's super into it. Is he? Yeah. Cool. Uh, any other current gaming subcast? Things? Just tabletop and man, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> Gonna be my thing for a little bit here. Auto classic. I've got one. This is um Hypnospace Outlaw. This came out about a week ago, I think. And <laughs> it's kind of a hilarious game. It's actually made I didn't realize this till afterward. It's made by the same guy who made Dropsy the Clown. But it's it's nothing it's not a point and click <laughs> adventure. It's nothing like that. It is this really weird game where you are like when you launch the game it's basically like it it looks like it uh, is booting into an operating system and you're so you're playing the game from this operating system that looks like it's you know mid 90s it's so really rough icons are like way too big really terrible resolution and all that kind of stuff and you are uh, a volunteer 
uh, enforcer for uh, for Hypnospace. The, the the operating system you're running is Hypnos, and it's think of it as kind of like a uh, sort of like America Online. Oh man! If that was an operating system as opposed to just an online service, and what you are doing is logging into the online component of of Hypnospace and uh, trying to find infrig- uh, infringements that people have done, like against their terms of service, and you're basically like turning them in for doing these things. So it'll say they'll send you an email. And it might say, so you like check your email, your little email box and might say, Hey, we we're, we're detecting, we've, we've heard like we've been detecting activity about this or that. Can you go check it out? Or like the first one was, uh, Hey, um, we need to, we need to crack down on copyright infringement on our platform. <laughs> so can you go find, uh, somebody who's been, we've, we've heard that there have been people infringing on this particular copyrighted character from like, you know, 50 years ago or something, go, go find any instances of this and, you know, take, take, take the content down and let us know so we can, uh, so we can know about that. And it's like, anytime you, uh, find any sort of infringement and report the person, then you get a virtual currency for doing it. They, they, it makes, they make it clear that you're not actually getting paid. They're just giving you like their own currency that you can use to like buy downloads and shit like that with. So, uh, you go and do it and you find this teacher's website that she's set up <laughs> where it's like, Hey, I had my, my students draw pictures of this character. And then you have to take all the care. You have to take all the pictures down and reporter for doing all that. And you get paid for, for each individual circum, uh, circumstance or each individual, uh, like infringing picture that she, that she has on her website. And then the next one is. All right, we we hear that this kid has been uh, harassing people online. So go check out his website or anywhere where you can find out where he like harassed somebody. So you go try to find his stuff and do all that. And then the next mission was, all right, hey, we found out that people are are uh, are selling services over our platform, and that's against our terms of service. They're not supposed. They're not allowed to sell anything for real money. So the whole time you're doing this, you're just like searching all of these all of these websites that are, are basically like GeoCities sites. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because it's like they, they nailed the the feeling and like the type of content that people had on like these shitty websites growing up, you know, you'll come across somebody who's like, Oh, Hey, here's my website. Uh, my name is, you know, Samantha and I love birds, but here are some poems that are wrote. This one is about my grandma. Yeah, you know, I'm just coming up with this, but this is the type of stuff that you're that, that you're seeing. And it's like, oh, be sure to check back soon. More content coming anytime. There's like a a meat website for like this like hot dog place, and you can download like their theme song, and you can put it in. You have like a little kind of like an iTunes like like a media player that you can have going in the background that'll play songs that you've downloaded from from various websites and stuff like that. You can buy programs, and some of them some of them might turn out to be viruses, uh, and then it'll like make everything really like difficult for you to do until you find some sort of antivirus stuff that that will remove it. Um, there was another one. Oh gosh, what was there was one more that I was going to point out. Oh, there is one website called Granny Cream. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> and it's. It's a website for Granny's hot butter, uh, or no, hot 
Of course you would know about this. It's Granny's Hot Butter Ice Cream or something like that. But it's called Granny Cream, and you can download the Granny Cream theme song and, like, add that to your media player. <clears throat> it is bizarre and hilarious, and uh, it's pretty fun, too. I, I get, get, Just go check it out. It's Hypnospace Outlaw. It's definitely not for everybody, but um, it's it's certainly amusing just to at least kind of, like, look at it and maybe check out a Let's Play or two of it. So that's what I've been playing lately. Besides some other stuff for the podcast. Are we about ready to uh, to wrap this up? I think so. I think so too. So send us emails. First and foremost. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com uh, Our top five is games that you feel like you should like, but you don't. Again, games that typically are the type of game that you enjoy, but for, but for whatever reason you don't like uh, it. And then also let us know what you think about Jay's Diablo idea. If you think that would be yeah. good for game of the quarter, or if you don't be sure to let us know that you don't think it is because we want to hear uh, if you don't think it's a good idea. So that way we can decide to do something else. Follow us at class Gamescast. Follow me. I'm at King Octavius. Make sure to leave us reviews on iTunes. Tell all your friends to listen to us. Jay, am I leaving anything out or are we, are we good to go? You got it covered. Nice. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you all in two weeks. Oh, and don't forget, because this will be before then, that once again on uh, the 29th of this month, Friday at 9 p.m. Central, we will be playing uh, We will be playing a game with Gaming J of uh, Let's Play 1001 Games on his stream. I will have all the information for that up on Twitter at some point between now and then. But uh, be sure to come by and check us out and watch us play whatever it is that we end up playing. See y'all next time.